And now, the Husker Athletic Director Show with Bill Moose, presented by the Woodhouse Auto Family. Woodhouse Auto Family. Shop Woodhouse first. 18 brands, 18 locations, one team to help you get on the road faster. Woodhouse Auto Family, the official auto dealer of Nebraska athletics. And now, here's your host, Greg Sharp. Thank you. Welcome to our monthly sit-down with the Athletic Director for the University of Nebraska, Bill Moose. Here are the numbers. If you have a comment or question for Bill, it's 531-500-4686. That also doubles up as our U.S. Cellular text line, if that works out better for you. U.S. Cellular, proud to be the official wireless sponsor of the Huskers. U.S. Cellular connecting Husker Nation. Bill, I don't know the etiquette behind how long you can go into a new year to wish somebody a happy new year. If if I'm breaking it, I'm breaking it. I'm just going to say happy new year to you. <laughs> well, <laughs> happy new year to you, Greg, and uh, to all our listeners and Husker fans everywhere. Uh, we endured a tough one in 2020, and I, I believe it can only get better and hopefully a lot better in 2021. 2020 will always be known as the year of the virus, and it's still affecting people. And unfortunately, Bill, and this is the biggest story around here right now, it's it's hit the men's basketball program very hard. They've been on a pause now for about 10 days. What update do you have? Lay out all the details for the folks who may not be quite caught up on what's going on with, with Coach Hoiberg's team. Well, it's unfortunate, and, and people need to understand that our protocols um, in all of our sports are very strict, and our our uh, student-athletes and coaches and staff have all uh, been very well disciplined. The, the problem with men's basketball is we were so clean, there were no antibodies uh, within the program, and, and uh, I, I like to uh, use the term uh, a bucket of kindling, uh, fearing a match hitting it, and that's just exactly what happened. Um, 30 people in, involved with uh, men's basketball, including players, coaches, and staff, um, half of them uh, have the virus, are, are uh, in, in uh, isolation, uh, and, and uh, we are basically shut down, uh, hopefully uh, able to come back uh, – um, maybe the end of the week, uh, uh, we're in a mandatory seven-day pause, and uh, we we're we're just monitoring it, and and hopefully when we do come back, Greg, uh, we will have had had the virus uh, in in a, in a lot of our of our people, and and can come back strong and finish the season uh, in a in a positive manner. Your head coach has it as well, Bill, and, and there's some concern there because he has he has some heart issues. Uh, have you spoken with Fred? How is he doing? Yes, I have. Um, uh, primarily in the first three or four days that uh, he was quarantined, and uh, he had a rough rough couple days, uh, but seemed like uh, in our conversations that he's he's getting stronger and getting better, uh, but. As uh, I, I, I trust many of our our fans know that uh, Fred had some has some heart issues that have been addressed. They've uh, actually started when he was a player in the NBA. Uh, that is when they were uh, discovered, and so we want to be extra sensitive with him. Uh, Doc Sadler as well, which uh, who has some health issues. He uh, has has uh, remained uh, having 
negative tests. So uh, we we want to make sure that we keep him away from any uh, uh, possible uh, issues with a positive test as well. So uh, we're working our way through this and. Again, hopefully we'll get it behind us and and come back strong and be able to get back on the court. It's been an issue for for basketball. Penn State has just come out of a fairly lengthy layoff. Michigan State is like Nebraska right now. They're in the midst of one. Um, I I guess we we anticipated this a little bit, didn't we, Bill? You kind of know that viruses are are usually more potent and, and, and impactful to people in the winter months of the year because you're not outside, not outdoors, and getting fresh air as much. Uh, so you're not alone. How How is the league ma- managing trying to massage all of this and scheduling, rescheduling games? What's that going to be like? Well, you're right. First of all, in, in the sport of basketball, whether it's men's or women's, and we're going to see it in volleyball, uh, you're in a confined space, uh, uh, pushing and shoving and sweating on each other. I mean, it's a Petri dish. And um, yeah. uh, we uh, we are not alone in, in the Big Ten or around the country. So fortunately, uh, in contrast with football, Greg, we have opportunities in both basketballs to um, reschedule some of these games. And uh, you, you, you don't need a full week off like you do in football. So uh, we have uh, windows in which we can play games that have been canceled. And there's been a few within the conference, as you alluded to. So um, that, that's a, a positive note. The other part is uh, the postseason tournament. And uh, how that's going to lay out, as we all know, the NC2A is is uh, going to one site. Uh, the Big Ten is uh, discussing that and uh, and where that will be and such and and uh, how how that will all lay out. But uh, the the effort is to keep uh, everything as confined as possible uh, within the members of our conference in an. In a, in a protocol that has been laid out and I think followed very closely by all 14 members. And uh, we just try to monitor it and see what happens day by day. You mentioned, I don't, I don't remember if it was your December show or back in November, that you've had other programs that have had issues that you've had to put on pause, but they weren't in competitive seasons. Is that correct? It is. And again, I think... Uh, we here at Nebraska have done a stellar job of laying out our our policies and procedures, the whole protocol and testing. Um, football worked out very, very well because they were confined uh, to North and, and West Stadium. Uh, nobody else could cross those boundaries. Uh, we've done similar in Devaney, but we've got multiple sports there. As you know, we've got uh, both basketballs, we've got volleyball, we've got wrestling, uh, we have uh, both men's and women's gymnastics, we've got men's and women's track and field. So the numbers are are um, are a lot higher over there. But um, uh, we, I still think we have a very, very good uh, set of policies and and we're following those very closely. Now, uh, to answer your question, uh, during the fall, we had to shut down uh, some programs. We had to shut down wrestling for a bit. Uh, we had to shut down track and field. Uh, soccer, which again is is uh, um, 
competing in the spring like volleyball, which typically compete in the fall. So we have a lot of student athletes practicing and competing. And um, uh, the the hope is that uh, we can can keep them confined and disciplined in the social piece of it, uh, not to be out and about. Now, with classes starting and such, uh, our student athletes are going to be in the classroom as opposed to last fall. And uh, that presents a whole lot of other concerns. However, um, as, as I think you're, I know you're fully aware and our listeners need to be too, our, uh, our, overall student body and, and our staff and faculty are on a testing protocol as well. So uh, we, we are guarding as best we can in regards to being in classrooms and being as safe as possible. Very good. Bill Moose with us here. It's his monthly sit-down chat, 531-500-4686, the number if you'd like to call us up or fire off a text. You, you mentioned the women's basketball team. They've had a, a nice little run here of some wins over some nationally ranked teams. What are your thoughts on what Amy Williams' club is doing as they make their way through conference play? I think she's doing a fabulous job, Amy and her staff. Uh, her, her team is playing well. Limited participants, primarily due to injuries, Greg. Yep. And uh, uh, we're basically competing with just seven, maybe eight players, and have pulled off some major victories um, against uh, you know top 20 teams in, in both Northwestern and Ohio State. Uh, we've had some re- other real big victories. Um, but the league is tough, as it is in, in men's basketball. We did receive votes um, in this past week's AP poll, uh, but that was before our loss to Minnesota, so we'll see where – where we end up. I really think that uh, if we can get some of these uh, uh, players back, and it sounds like we will in in the course of the remainder of the season, uh, that we can finish strong and and be in a good position to get a good seed for the women's tournament. Well, and I know Husker fans are – are foaming at the mouth, Bill. They cannot wait for tomorrow because that means that is the start, finally, of the Husker volleyball season. And it appears that John Cook has another team that's got a chance to make a run at a national title. Uh, We've heard from a ton of people that can't wait for the season to start. Uh, I know you're anxious to see, and I know John's anxious to see that team get out on the court. Well, he really is, and he's got an exceptional team. Uh, As you mentioned, uh, we're going to open against Indiana on both uh, Friday and Saturday in Bloomington. And uh, – we're we're you know we're we're still uh, limited to uh, just families um, and and limited number of fans uh, that that can go to Devaney and watch us, but uh, we do have 15 of our 22 matches on television, uh, thanks to BTN and NET. Yeah, uh, and we appreciate that coverage and support of volleyball. It's a it's a big big deal in the state of Nebraska as well it should be and uh, as we've talked about many times we have a great team and John will have them ready 
to compete uh, once again for a Big Ten title and and also uh, hopefully our six NC2A championship. Uh, lots has to happen before we get into that discussion, but uh, I like the prospects and, and what things look like at this point. Saw that they, they took off earlier today. They're already in Bloomington tonight getting ready for that. What will be a 5 o'clock Central time first serve tomorrow for the Huskers. And we'll obviously have that broadcast for you here on the Husker Sports Network. Bill, in your meetings and get-togethers with Big Ten ADs, is attendance still coming up or are we done until the fall with letting anybody through the gates as we make our way through the second semester of school years? Is there still any chance that we get fans in the stands yet this semester? Well, I think there is. We're we're going uh, uh, somewhat week by week on that. There is not a comfort level at this point. Um, you know, we we just talked about men's basketball. Um, we, we have uh, some issues there, as we discussed, and and um, I I would I would guess that uh, in basketball it's going to be very limited. Greg, uh, going yeah. right into the tournament time. Uh, Volleyball, uh, I'm holding out hope there, uh, and on into uh, in into the spring with uh, a soccer as well, and and then you start talking about baseball and softball and track and field. Uh, very limited in in regards to um, uh, indoor track and field. Again, you have all the issues of of uh, potential uh, spreads with fans, so. Uh, we're, we're very cautious, even with uh, uh, all, all of the officials and such. And, it, and when you put on a track meet, there's a lot of officials that uh, you have to be concerned with about testing and all that, too. So uh, we are, as a conference, uh, being very, very uh, cautious as there have been spikes in the virus. Uh, there's expected to be still more until we can really settle in with the vaccine piece of it. I've got to say just my opinion, um, and and I'm optimistic, as you know, but I don't really think we're going to be looking at a significant number of fans being in our venues and really until we get into the next uh, academic year in the fall. Very good. Bill Moose with us, 531-500-4686. The number if you want to dot us up with a comment or question, that would be on our Sports Highly Hotline brought to you by the Woodhouse Auto Family, bringing you more choices in brands, locations, and service. Experience the difference. Purchase with confidence. This is Woodhouse. A lot more with the athletic director for the University of Nebraska. We'll get to that next. Final few minutes of our January Athletic Director's Show with Bill Moose, brought to you by the Woodhouse Auto Family. Shop the Woodhouse Auto Family with 18 brands, 18 locations. One team to help you get on the road, Woodhouse Auto Family, the official auto dealer of Nebraska Athletics. Jerry in Rockport on our text line, Bill. What is the schedule going to be like for baseball? Well, Jerry, it's it's not going to look – traditional it will be um, at this point and I'm, I'm pretty positive that's going to hold tight is uh, a conference only as we've done with all of our sports except for men's and women's basketball uh, and uh, uh, at 44 games uh, you know typically uh, we we'd play many more than that with a non-conference slate but uh uh, baseball is, is going to be played with 44 games. I think that's going to hold solid. Uh, a series will consist of four games instead of three. 
and you just hope that uh, the weather permits us to play all those games. Now we may play some of these opponents uh, in a in a warmer climate, but we're not going to be going to Texas or Texas Tech or uh, uh, Florida International or Arizona State. Uh, if we go to the sunshine, we're going to go there along with a Big Ten opponent so that we uh, do follow the uh, policy that we're only going to play uh, within the, the framework of our 14 institutions. That I know, I know, and you've, I'm sure you've heard it, that, that disappoints Husker fans that you can't play some of your in-state rivals in non-conference games, but I, I know you, you've heard that. Last night we did have Scott Frost with us, Bill, on Sports Nightly, and he laid out kind of the calendar for winter conditioning, spring practice, and mentioned the date of May the 1st for a spring game. Would you anticipate... Here I go again with that. Here I go again, Bill, that attendance stuff. <laughs> Do you anticipate being able to let anybody inside Memorial Stadium for a spring game? Well, I, I uh, will. I'm, I'm pushing for that. We got to kind of see where things go. Uh, everything's going to be pushed back a little bit. Uh, I do feel that the. Um, the health authorities of Lancaster County will probably have a lot more to say about that than the Big Ten, uh, and, and, that, and that's an assumption because uh, we we don't offer a threat to the rest of the conference uh, by having fans because, uh, for example, the next week we're not going to be at Michigan State or Northwestern. So uh, we're competing against ourselves and, and whether or not fans – uh, are included, which I uh, am hoping for with everything I have. Our fans are are hungry and thirsty for Husker football, uh, that we would be able to have uh, some percentage of capacity and and, uh, uh, and and take care of our fans in that regard. So uh, we'll monitor that as we go forward and certainly am hopeful that that'll be the case. Very good. Well, I know it's getting busy. I know it was a great turn of the calendar because you're able to bring your staff back and get them all back up to speed. It's it's thrilling for a lot of people to start seeing our athletes compete in a variety of sports. I feel like it's it's returning, Bill. I can sense it. I feel it's getting closer for all of us. Yeah, I do too, Greg. And and like I said, we we've got good morale here. Our spirits are good. Uh, it's so great to see these young people doing what they've dreamt of doing, not in front of the great crowds, but that'll come in time. And the fact that they'll be able to come back and uh, repeat this year in most sports is is uh, a positive as well. So hey, um, our dauber's up, and we're charging forward and uh, looking forward to what we have in store the rest of the winter and in on into the spring very good bill always great to catch up thank you so much stay healthy and let's uh let's start winning some games on the courts on the mats and all those things here in the next month i'm with you greg and go big red there is bill moose with us for his monthly sit down what an entertaining hour that always is here we have two more hours of sports nightly coming up on the other side ben will will join me next come on back your state your team your show this is Sports Nightly. Xavier bats in motion. He gets the flip on the jet motion. And there he goes. 40, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Xavier bats finds the end zone. And the Huskers now lead it 16-3. Sports. 
Edwards Nightly is presented by the NDOT Highway Safety Office, who reminds you to buckle up and put the phone down. Now, let's check the pulse of Husker Nation with your hosts, Greg Sharp and Ben McLaughlin. Here we are, back for Hour 2 of Sports Honey. Hope you enjoyed last hour. It's always a pleasure to talk to Bill Moose. And that he wants to talk to you. Shouldn't take that for granted. And so we appreciate his time, and I, I hope you do as well. He's always forthright. He wants to win as badly as any we, all of us do, and working hard to get that done. So we do appreciate Bill coming in talking to the folks for an hour each month. Ben McLaughlin in now as well. I just, I just, I always feel better after I hear Bill Moose for an hour. And, and you know, he's a straight shooter. He doesn't try to hide him behind the fact that, no, we haven't won enough games. He knows that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, he was right. It, the season was frustrating. And the consistency aspect of it just, just has to get better. And, and sooner or later, you know, you hope the, the wins come and, you know, we can – uh, you know, turn the offseason attention into, you know, a different narrative. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of beating the same drum every offseason, hoping to see that improvement. So I think he understands that. He, he, he sees that. And um, obviously he's frustrated with the results as well. And, you know, all of us, uh, the coaches, uh, athletic directors, fans, everybody, it's just we're just all kind of in the same boat when it comes to this thing, waiting, waiting for it to turn around. Well, and it sounds like there's some, you know, that, that Coach Hoiberg is doing better, that he did have a hard time when he first con- contracted the coronavirus. So to hear that update was encouraging. I know it's frustrating for everybody to, to be watching all these college basketball games every night. But, you know, Penn State's playing tonight, Ben. It's their third game in four days or five days. Uh, they're trying to catch up because they were on pause for a couple of weeks. Michigan State's in the same boat as Nebraska right now having to cancel games. Um, it stinks, but the virus stinks, right? I mean, it's just it's no fun, but I, I was glad to hear Bill say that he's talked with Coach Hoiberg, and he seems to be doing better. That was maybe the best news of the night. Yeah, and, and you know, Kent and I kind of talked about this yesterday on the show, too, that w- given his health issues, um, it, it's it should be bigger than basketball, um, and, and it is. The virus itself is bigger than sports, but when you're dealing with a head coach who's had – you know, open heart surgery, and it's come within, you know, inches and minutes of losing his life because of it. Uh, this isn't, ever, you know, anything you want to play around with. So it's great to hear that he's doing well and doing better. And, you, I mean, you hope it's it's that way for everybody over there dealing with it, not just Coach Hoiberg, but the players and support staff and everybody else that are kind of going through this. And you just kind of wonder, you know, where, where they're going to be conditioning-wise, those players that are affected, and, you know, how soon are they going to be able to be back on the court playing full strength? It'll be, it'll be wild to find out, you know, how that – I don't want to call it rehab, but that, that ramp that ramp up um, is, is progressing and how ready these guys are going to be and are there minutes restrictions and all that stuff. Sunday is the next big day because that's when the seven-day pause started. So this Sunday, we'll, I think, may learn more. Are they ready to get back and do some activities? Can they open up their facilities at all? The Huskers are not scheduled to play again until a week from Saturday on the 30th against Penn State, who Josh just told you is in action tonight against Rutgers. So we're still nine days away from when that team would play again. But you have that 17-day blockout where once you test positive, it's 17 days, and that's provided you're feeling well that after 17 days you can get back and get going again. 
So we don't, other than Ivan, we don't know when these positive tests started to come in after the Indiana game last Sunday. We don't know if it was Monday, was it Tuesday, was it Wednesday? Because we didn't hear any. We just heard on Monday or Tuesday that the the Wednesday night game was 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 going to be uh, postponed. So we don't really know when people start coming off of that list. We do know that Ivan, who was the first Husker back in early January to test positive, his his 17-day window ends, ends today, so he can get back and do things tomorrow if the facilities get open up on Sunday. So it's a moving target on that. I do know there will be a volleyball match tomorrow with the Huskers. Uh, their team left Lincoln about 12.20 today, landed in Bloomington. They lose the hour with the time change, but landed in Bloomington about 2.30 and uh, getting that ready for not one but two matches with the Hoosiers. Uh, both 5 o'clock first serves tomorrow and Saturday. We'll have both broadcasts here on the network. And, man, I, I know Husker volleyball fans who are as passionate as any in the country cannot wait. And you know John Cook and that team ready to roll tomorrow as well. They are ready to get on that floor and start pounding some balls on the ground. I, I just <laughs> – I. I uh, following their Twitter account today and seeing the players kind of response and reaction. I know they had a little workout today, so absolutely they're ready to go. I think we're all ready to watch them get another Husker sport going and uh, one with a good track record nonetheless. I think we're all ready to, you know, see some see a team win some games and matches and, um, you know, feel better about ourselves. So Husker volleyball seems to be carrying the torch, you know, when it comes to the winning, and hopefully that can continue. Obviously, highly thought of team this year, preseason ranked number five in the country. Um, could have even been higher if you ask me. So ready to, uh, you know, see what this team can do against an Indiana team they should roll over in a couple of days. The interesting dynamic now is how how is it, uh, playing teams back-to-back. Coach Cook told us last week almost a little bit like baseball, right? I mean, just because you win one game or one match doesn't mean you win the series. you got to be able to make adjustments and uh, be able to come back and, and do it again the next day, and we'll see the Huskers' first test of that with Indiana starting tomorrow. Once a month, we have the athletic director on Sports Nightly. Once a month, there is a podcast called The Conversation with the Cooks, presented by U.S. Cellular. Make sure to catch the new episode, which dropped earlier this week, each month by following Husker Sports on social or check out our YouTube channel. It's a good one. He talks about the upcoming season, and you might want to pop that on between now and first serve tomorrow. Maybe put that on after lunch tomorrow, listen to that, get get it all fired up and ready to hear John Bader and Lauren Cook-West tomorrow night. All right, we nightly, I mean nightly, we're getting asked, baseball, what's going on with baseball, what's going to happen with baseball? Bill Moose got a couple questions about that in his hour, and he did, he did lead some uh, – he did shed a little bit of light on it, Ben. He talked about right now it looks like a 44-game regular season schedule, 11 conference series, so you would play almost everybody in the league. You would miss one league team. There are 13 teams in the league, as Wisconsin does not field a baseball team. So there's 13 teams. So you should, if you were to play everybody, you'd play 12. Going to play 11. And four-game series on the weekends, he did reiterate – I don't agree with it. I told him this. He knows it. I don't No non-conference games. Don't like it, but it's out of his control. It's a league mandate with this thing. So it would be every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four games, Friday one, doubleheader Saturday, single game Sunday. And he also, and this was new to what we've heard from anybody, that the first couple of weeks, which they look like they're going to start in March, not in, in February, where a lot of college baseball is going to get underway, the traditional time at the Big Ten is anything but traditional. No, wait, they think they're traditional. Wait, are they traditional or not? 
But the, the tradition would be to start never traditional Big Ten values. I mean, it, traditional <laughs> traditional to, to what they do, not what everybody else does. Oh, goodness. But Bill said looks like the first weekend of March and going south is what he said uh, to a warmer climate to play neutral site games because the weather's pretty dicey that time of year. Usually that first weekend in March, Nebraska has had home series, but yeah, it, it could be chilly. And, you know, we're one of the probably the better weather spots in the league. Indiana would be fine, probably. Illinois, Purdue would probably be okay. Ohio State, Maryland also not bad, bad shape. But he indicated first couple weekends would be south somewhere, neutral site games, but playing non-conference. Not going to play Arizona State. Not going to play in the Dodger Town Classic. Not, unfortunately, Ben, going to play UNLV, which I think was on the original schedule this year for the Oscars to open out in Vegas against UNLV. So that's the latest. How's that sound to you? I, I like the idea of going to a warmer climate. I, I was, I, I like, like you said, every time I'm asked about baseball when it's starting, they're all like, well, what happens when you go, are, are supposed to play this team, um, you know, on the road? And, you know, it makes you nervous. You you would hope a warmer climate would would pr- eliminate some of that stress of worrying about you know especially here's the other thing you got to worry about Big Ten's own rule of the real field temperatures. So they put this rule down of of temperatures, and then they they put the rule down that there's going to be four game conference series, and then they put the rule down that you're going to be starting in March. There the, these are. <laughs> These are not exactly baseball-friendly scenarios that the conference is setting themselves up with. It's hard enough playing four-game series without a national pandemic with the weather in this league. So um, I think they're at least maybe getting something right by doing these neutral site games someplace else where you can maybe eliminate that factor and and hopefully get these games in because I don't know about you, but I, I wouldn't feel entirely confident going to Ann Arbor, Michigan, you know, in early March. Uh, with a real field temperature monitor that we have to do, knowing we have to play not one, not two, not three, but four games, uh, wouldn't make me feel real confident that we would get all four of those in. And and I hope the Big Ten understands that. Yeah, we're gonna we're you know we're not playing non-con, but we're gonna beef up the weekend schedules by playing that fourth game. I I would put a percentage on it of a, like about a zero percent chance that every team in the league plays all their four-game series. There's going to be games that are canceled to weather. There's going to be games that are missed due to the virus. There's going to be games that are missed due to travel issues. There's there's no chance that they get all 44 games in. So they may be fooling everybody by saying, yeah, yeah we're not going to get all 56 in, uh, we're, we're, but we'll sneak in an extra conference game during the weekends to make up for that. I don't think they understand how baseball works that way. And it's hard enough for us to get four-game series in regularly. I mean, how many times, Greg, do we have drop-dead dates on Sundays of, of times, okay, we got to f- be finished, no more, for, no more pitches after 12.15 Central time because they got to get a flight home. This is going to be crazy to follow, and you're, you're fooling yourself if you think this 44-game thing is going to happen. Set me an over-under. 40? <sighs> I mean, I 30, think 40, 38? I think, I, I think I would be ecstatic if we got 40 in, wouldn't you? I mean, I would oh, say absolutely. If we're scheduled absolutely. for 44 and we're only missing four, I'm, I am signing on the line of that right now. All right, I'll set the I'll set the over under then at 37 and a half. Yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> closer to what I'm thinking. Um, in we need Josh. I'm, Josh is the best of, of all of us setting lines. We'll we'll have Josh work out a line in his sounds mind. Sounds like a he, good buy sell question for us. <laughs> 
Yeah, there you go. It probably will be. All right, coming up this hour, we are going to replay Scott Frost's interview from last night. It was first time he's spoken to, to anybody since the Rutgers game, after the post game, after the Rutgers game. We covered a lot of ground last night here on the show, so we're going to replay that. I've had some people that said, ah, I missed it. Can you do it tonight? Yes. This is for this is a request. We, you know, we don't play music, so we don't take requests most nights here on Sports Nightly, but we're going to do a request tonight because people want to hear Scott Frost again. So we're going to replay that for you here in a little bit. Next hour, it's the battle. The, the, the battle to end all battles. Ben versus Austin. Round two of the face-off. Ben won match one. This is a best of three. He can close him out tonight. We'll get into that coming up in the third hour of the of the program and our flicks pick segment headed your way in hour three as well so when we come back we'll hear from the head football coach scott frost an interview that we had last night here on the show we'll play it back for you next it's time for face off let's go mano a mano you me right here right now now here are your hosts Greg Sharp and Josh Elkman. That's right. Greg and I back as hosts because that uh, we're back for week two of Ben and Austin for the championship. The belts still looking for what the exact reward trophy is going to be, but we do have one. And uh, we have a, a little twist this week. Tim oh Curran boy. is in the house. He's not hosting. <laughs> he's not participating. I guess he's participating. Heckler. He's just yeah. He's he's on to. Uh, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Right. He's here for the shot clock buzzer. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, if if we're taking longer than <laughs> half a second to answer a question, he's there to slam the door on us. Yeah. It's like a full court. Can press. your face light up red too, Tim? Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Please, please. How does this change the game? I guess I'll start with you, Greg. How do you think that uh, Tim will impact, if at all, this matchup? I think, well, I think he has different effects on each guy. I think he gets under each guy's skin in a different way, and I think Tim knows how to do that. So this is going to add a little wrinkle to tonight's face-off. Yeah. Yep. It's like I'm like a shutdown corner, you know. Yeah, I just stick I just stay in their head, you know. They go to the bathroom, I go to the bathroom. I'm just I'm always there. <laughs> All right, well, just let that perform image. when you get burned. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Otherwise, you would be in one of these seats playing. <laughs> so I, I I beat Austin. I Josh, I recall did not. So I just want to get that for the okay, record. Okay, you don't have to rub that just in. For the record. Uh See, Austin, we already won. Not. Now they're shooting missiles at each other and not us. So. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Look great. at us. So last week, Ben, you won four to one. I would say that it was probably closer than that. There were a lot of really close three categories. Steals, right? Yes, three so it's going back and mm-hmm. forth. Uh, Greg, how would you grade this week's questions compared to last um, week? I think they're harder. I think they're considerably harder. I think so too. Oh, there's there's maybe one or two <laughs> that I think you guys can breeze through, but for the most part, you're going to be lucky to get. Yeah, you know. I, I didn't mean to do so, it that way, but my, a couple of mine did come out that you way. You did, like, yeah. Oh, boy. I, you're right. All right. Well, Ted Simmons and Marvin Miller were just warm-ups. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Well, let's jump in here if you guys are ready to play. Question number one. We go to the NFL. Who are the last five Super Bowl losers? Ben. Teams. All right. Ben in first. 49ers. Show me the 49ers. That's a good pull, Ben. That's a good, good way to start. Really reached far back for that Thank one. You. Pass or play? I'm going to play, and just just for Tim, I'm going to get this one out of the way. The New England Patriots. <laughs> Show me the <laughs> New England Patriots led by Tom Brady. The yes. wounds are still raw. That was uh, in 2018 to the Eagles. The Philly special. Cheaters never prosper. That that play so you is got fake news. Two of five, Ben. 
How about the Rams? Show me the Rams. Who beat them, Ben? Who beat them? That would be the call. Patriots. Yeah, that was two years ago. <laughs> oh, wow. Shocker. All right, so I've got the last three. You do. Now you're going back a little further into your memory banks. Right. Um, take your time, of course. I will. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not here to rush um, anyone. The Seahawks. Show me the Seattle Seahawks. Oh. Too far back? Yep, too far back. They did lose a Super Bowl at some point. To an unnamed team. First strike. Yeah, that's just one. Okay, how about the Falcons? Show me the Atlanta Falcons. And who beat them? <laughs> Don't recall. Four down, one to go. That was 2017. <laughs> that, so now, was, that was the miracle yes, comeback. That was right? a great comeback. Yeah. yeah. One answer left and one strike on you, Ben. I feel awesome chopping at the bit. Keep limber, Austin. I am doing some mental calisthenics right now (laughs) to keep warm. Okay, how about... The Carolina Panthers. Show me the Carolina Panthers for the category. Yes, 2016. Against the Broncos. That's the one I don't think I would have gotten. I would have gotten the other four, but. I thought it was longer ago. I was a sophomore I know, in college. Yeah. I would, right. I, I would have pictured that one being like eight years ago, not five. Remember Cam Newton's five. post-game presser? That was fun. Now he's my quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. All right, question number two. Name the top five shot blockers in Husker women's basketball history. Austin. I think Austin got in. Yes. Yep. Uh, How about Kate Kane? How about Kate Kane? She is numero uno. (laughs) She's the top one. How did Austin summon that name? (laughs) Austin, would you you like to play or pass? Uh, I I have learned from last week. I will play it. (laughs) Okay. Um, How about Mortise Ivy? Try Mortise Ivy. Oh. more of a steals expert. Yeah, I'd say he would be high up on steals. Good guess, but that was terrible. Oh, Austin. Wow. wow. That's a bad guess. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I mean, I mean, it's not a bad strategy, honestly, to go with. Uh, I mean, they say the shooters shoot, biggest but names. Maybe but. you have to hold on the ball sometimes, you know, Austin? Shooters shoot, stealers steal, and blockers block, right? Right. <laughs> Is that how that so, works? who are the blockers here? Yeah, what, you're getting blocked right for? now in terms of guesses because that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Any other fun guesses? Well, I know Kate Kane's a blocker. Kate she is. She's the blocker. number one blocker in Husker history, yep, as we yep. just found out. Yep. That she is. I'm trying to think who she is. Tim, I really don't feel like you would perform too well in this question. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you say that, Ben? What makes you think Again, of the fact that, that you're sitting there and we're Tim sitting here? <laughs> <laughs> um, Does Tim have access to the answers, by the way? No. Guys? No. I'm just. He just <laughs> in spirit, well, yeah. I do. They're all in my mind, right. still trapped. <laughs> This is a uh, document only owned and able to be seen by you and me, Greg. Yeah, and this is about where I run Smart. out of steam. I'm That's fine. Just, just um, throw out some names. I Taylor Kissinger. <laughs> How about Taylor Kissinger? <laughs> Whoa, shocking. You've got to be careful here, Austin. You have two strikes. Ben's ready to steal. I, or or I'm is he? Sure. 
Nicaea Eiley. How about Nicaea Eiley? Ben for the steal. Wow, it was great. There's four left, Ben, but do you have the yeah. answer here? I've got three written down. Oh, interesting. Share all it's of more them. More than I had written down. All right. I've got Kelsey Griffin, Jordan Hooper, and Corey Montgomery. What do you think of those, Tim? Uh, I think those are actually decent guesses. Maybe Austin should have tried to guess. I don't know. Uh, All right. I'm just going to pick those. maybe the best. Tim, do you mind if I answer? I mean, you, you may. You may. You, I'll allow it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to try the uh, one of the best players in Husker women's history. If I go down, I'm going down with the Giant. Give me Kelsey Griffin. Show me. All right. Let's see. If, oh, yeah. Let's see. Kelsey Griffin. For the steal. Wow. Really? Yeah. This one was really hard. Number two was Janet Smith. Who played in the seventies? Never heard of her. Cat Redman, who played about 10, 12 years ago, she played with um, Montgomery and yeah, Griffin. I yep. remember her. She was our era, Ben. Danielle Page was fourth. Mm. Ah. You all should remember her. Yep. Yeah. And then the fifth one, I did not know. I probably should have cut it off with four. Charlie Rogers, who played during the nineties. Oh, so it wasn't Taylor yeah. Kissinger. We're just confirming, right? Yeah. Wasn't her. Uh, nor did I see at Liley. I will say. So, <laughs> It makes me feel better that none of my three guesses were yes, on there. Yes, you, you did so not make Austin, a bad choice. They were at least decent guesses. Austin, Austin was like just pulling out like players from Austin last wins. year. <laughs> Full disclosure, I, I just knew I had to get on the board somehow. Yeah. It was risky. Good and that boy. strategy yeah. was just to, to get Kate Kane and hold on. For you tied her up. So. Good job. Yeah. No, that was good work, Austin. You Your strategy yeah. paid off. You did not pass it off. This is why he's he's where he's at right now. This right. is the, he's the uh, Ken Jennings of Facebook. Exactly. It's not just knowing <laughs> the trivia. You have to know strategy. No Knowing well. the game. Exactly. Yeah. Know the game. All right. Question number three as we go into it with a 1-1 tie. And we go to men's college basketball. Luca Garza of Iowa is looking to be named the Big Ten Player of the Year for the second straight season. Who are the five most recent winners of that title before Garza? Wait. I need clarification. Unless Austin, feel free to buzz in at any time. Is this uh – Single winners, just the last five winners. The last five winners, winners, and it's five different people. Ben. Ben in first. Cassius Winston. Show me Cassius Winston of the Spartans. He is the most recent one besides Garza. Okay, well, I feel like i got to employ the Austin strategy here and play it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Fun Um, fact about Luca Garza, he does mosquito workouts. We learned that on Beyond the Headlines. We did. Okay. Can you tell me <laughs> what year Winston won it? Was it the year before? Yeah, Garza? it was 1819. Can you tell me that? Two years ago. Okay. Yep. Yeah. The 18, year 1819, right? Yes. He was 18, playing, <laughs> playing in the early 20th century. Basketball before, had not yet been invented. Before Naismith invented the game, Cassius Winston was still playing. It's how long he's been in Michigan State. Quite a while. How about Denzel Valentine? Show me Denzel Valentine, a, a fellow MSU alum. That was 2015-16. That's when he won it. Yeah, I knew that was going back a ways, but I was on. I had Spartans on the brain. Wait, I have a um, guess. Uh, Nicaea Liley. Josh, <laughs> no? Tim, you're wrong. And your penalty for that is you have to shut your mic off for four minutes. <laughs> I'm just giving the people what they want. It's more of this. Um, two for two. Yeah. No strikes. Man, I just had a... Um, this isn't an easy category, but I think you can come up with them. I don't think he won it. I think he was on the preseason list. I will no say strikes. this. Yeah. I don't think he won yeah, How no about Mellow Trimble? Show me Mellow Trimble. There's a name puller right there. He is not on the list, though. These questions are diabolical, I will say this. Hmm. 
These guesses are, are also bad, but these questions are difficult. Last five. I don't. I think he's. I think he's too old. Um, just man, this it. is tough. I'm just trying to it, just man. run through the teams in my head. I know it's tough. Let's go with your guess. Especially now you're going back at least yeah. three seasons, so you're talking about guys who probably haven't been on your mind for a while. And go with your gut. It'll be wrong, but just go with your gut. Just trying to might be, this. It might be too far back, but it's worth a shot. Frank Kaminsky. Show me Frank the Tank. Yeah, good pull. Boom. 14-15. 2014-15 to be exact. That season. How many more do I need? Two more. Got a mountain to climb what? still after what? Yeah, these, these are... I feel like you've gotten the ones that... Not necessarily are easy, but easier. The other ones are a little bit of a. I know I, there's a, there was a lot of really good players, but I don't know that. Right. I, I can't not, think of any just slam dunk player of the year. Yep, that's exactly what it is. You How can almost Caleb steal. Swanigan. Show me Caleb Swanigan. Well done. Wow! 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 2016-17, Ben. You know your Big Ten men's basketball. I think I'm host here on the last one. Well, I think I think you probably wrapped the category. I think I don't can necessarily you, can feel you awesome walk through this. me the years that I've done. Sure, like, the, the, I'll tell you the year you're missing. The only year you're missing is 2017-18. So okay, you've gotten from the 2014-15 season through the 2018-19 season. The second most recent one is the only one you're missing, actually. It is not Magic Johnson. Wow, ah, we just gave it, it away. <laughs> you, t- you took Austin's guess right <laughs> off his, his tongue. Darn it. Well, Nasia Lyle is already taken. So. Yeah, and Swissinger. <laughs> I got my guess. What Mo do you got? Wagner. Show me Mo Wagner. Mo. Oh. This were listed two German strikes. players. That's only two strikes. Yeah, so you yep. still have another guess. Oh, okay. I got another. But be try ready, here. Austin. Be ready. Yeah. Right, this I'm is interminable. Right. Right. For some reason, I think I got the right team. I've got Michigan on the brain. Yeah. Because that was the year they. I think that was the year they made made the national championship. Well, who's to say? Well, what was that dude's name? Um, <laughs> you have the if team. If I can't but... remember his name, chances are it's probably not him. Well, you never know. Okay, Zach Irvin's who I'm thinking of. He definitely did not win it. <laughs> is that your um, guess? That's your guess, by the way. Bu- Buzzing. No, that, Buzz that, that is not my guess. Buzz him. So maybe it wasn't a Wolverine. That was the year that uh, Michigan's coach was like having a freak out right in front of the ESPN camera too, right? Yeah. That was also. Fun I'll also times. say it's not it's not Johnny Trueblood. Well, there's <laughs> oh, another shoot. another okay. no. Man, Greg just giving out all sorts of Take. hints here. I know. I'm trying to help the guys. Yeah. Eliminate some names. Might have to give you a timer buzzer here anyway, Ben. Yeah. It's not Brady I, Hyman or. <laughs> I, I've got it between two guys, and I'm not even entirely sure. What Give me Bronson are. Koenig. <laughs> All right, show me Bronson Koenig. No. All right, Austin, do you have a name for a steal? Remind me. So we've got the two most recent and the two furthest. We're looking for the one in the middle. Is that right? Uh, so we have the most recent in Cassius most Winston, recent. and then the second most recent one is the one we're looking for. He, ben also got okay. Caleb Swanigan, Denzel Valentine, and Frank Kaminsky. Right. Okay. 
I will be impressed if you get this, Austin. Uh, you, you, but you know, it's not like it. you didn't have ample time to think, Austin, about this. I didn't yeah, know Ben so. liked Bronson yeah. Keating. I didn't know that was one Yeah, of he's my friend. He's my favorite guy. Good pals. Well, Better friend I, than Kemba, I'm, or? No? Close second. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you rate Koenig versus Davison? Why don't you just guess, Austin, well, so yeah, trying to play stall? I, well, I'm between two names here. and Maybe I think you should just guess the, one of them. The state of Michigan was probably right, I think. Um, so maybe you should just say How it. about Miles Bridges? Show me Miles Bridges for the steal. Oh. Oh. Good guess, though. Great yeah. guess. Was so the, really uh, Derek Walton. It was uh, Kata Bates-Diop in 2017, oh. 2018. Huh? Yeah, he had, a, yeah, he had a heck of a year there. That's right. Good guess. The no such thing as a moral victory, okay. though, Austin. That's so. true. You're down 2-1, Austin, so you're going to have to fight back. All right, question four. Name the six winningest coaches in playoff history for the NFL. Ben. Austin. Ooh. Ooh. I think it was Ben. I, I think so, Ben. Yeah. It was Ben. Bill Belichick. I, give me Bill Belichick. Did he is, say that? He no. is numero uno with 31 playoff wins. You're going to play or pass? It, I'll play it. Uh, Tom Landry. How about Tom Landry? He's number two with 20 playoff wins. Two um, down, four to go. Yeah. How about Bill Cower? Give me Bill Cower. Good guess. He won a Super Bowl, but he didn't coach that long, so he's mm. not up there. Jeez. So 31 wins was number one. And then Landry had 20. So it was an 11-game lead for Bill Belichick. Yeah, that's significant. Bill's not adding to that list this year. <laughs> Still an open wound, Josh. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to get to Sean Watson uh, next uh, season. Oh, and it's all going to be interesting. good. Yeah, more on the street. Buy or sell that. <laughs> Buy Bill Parcells. How about Bill Parcells? All right, you got two strikes. Austin waiting in the ring. I you still feel have four it. names left. I thought a sweep was about to happen, but not. Uh, well, I mean, apparently not. Apparently, Ben's no Bill Belichick. Oh, man. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to go through the teams that I. We got a b- bunch of team names right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, start with the, the Browns and work your way up, or. <laughs> No, because according to you, I would run out of time. And I think you're dangerously close to that already, but don't let me rush you. I won't. Don't worry. While while Ben waits, I can say buckle up and put the phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Love it. Very important. Very Um, important. (laughs) Especially if you're... Buckle up for this last answer from Ben. Yeah, listening to us while you drive, you better buckle up. And just to be clear, exciting. it's not Nicaea Liley on the list. That's not what we're looking for? Okay. How about Joe Gibbs? Joe Gibbs, is he on the list? There is. Yeah. He's number four with 17 wins. He's probably got some NASCAR wins in there, too. That might pad his stats. Three down, three to go. How many did he have? 17 for Joe Gibbs. Okay. There's kind of a cluster here of names yeah. with the same amount. Well, I'm going to feel really stupid if he's on here and I don't guess it. I know he's in the ballpark. Give me Andy Reid. How about Andy Reid? Yeah, 16. Big red. 
He's tied for fifth with 16. Remember, Gibbs had 17. Four down, two to go. You've got two to go, but two strikes. Don Shula. How about Don Shula? Yeah. Number three, 19 wins. I have no idea the last one. Just buzz me. All right. Buzz. All right, Austin. A little pressure now. The steal. One name left on the list. Game pressure. I think I, I think I know this. I kind of want to guess. Well, how? Okay, if, if, if it's not, if Austin doesn't get it, I want to guess. Okay, okay. That's fair. Right. How about Bill Walsh? Give me Bill Walsh. Oh. Good guess. Okay. Can I guess? Is it yeah. Chuck Knoll? <laughs> Is it Chuck Knoll? Yeah. He and Andy are tied at 16, so Andy and put on is the board. tied for fifth with Noel. He's one behind Gibbs. So Ben up 3-1, Josh. Yep. Even now I've got a point, Well, This is – I'm glad we got to the fifth question, though. I, I'm a fan of this question that I came up with. And we go to tennis for this one. Oh, boy. Name the four cities where the tennis Grand Slam events are currently played. Ben. Ben in first. Austin, are you with us? Is your buzzer working? <laughs> it's I. I only had one. I wasn't confident enough to buzz in, uh, but I should have. New York. Show me <laughs> New York. That's where the, New York City. Yeah. <laughs> that's where the uh, U.S. Open is. What about played. the island of Manhattan? Well, I got to play it, right? I mean, you don't have to. You can pass yeah. it over if you want. Yeah. I don't know if I'd um, recommend it, but. Well, I don't know. I don't know which city in Australia we're dealing with, so I'll just start with Sydney. Oh, come on. Is it uh, Sydney? Ooh. Even I know this, and I'm a Philistine when it comes to tennis. <laughs> I have no idea Tim, what's Tim, I going really on. don't care. <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> Show me Melbourne, Australia. There yeah. you go. That is where the Australian Open pronounced played. Melbourne. Melbourne. Mate. Boy, might pronounce um, Melbourne. Two left. Two down, two left. London? Show me London. Or Londinium, if you want One to more correct Londinium. answer, and the crown is yours, Ben. <laughs> Can you tell me what the major belt. I'm missing? The what? No. no. Are you kidding me right now? That was, that was Wimbledon. Is you got London, so you're missing one of the four Grand Slam events. I'm scoffing very loudly um, right now. You can... Paris. Show me Paris. You got it. French Open was the fourth one. That one was relatively easy. Austin, you should have buzzed Don't in. Don't you mean Paris? Yeah, I should have. That's where I lost this. Which one did you know? Blue. What's that? What Austin said he knew one. What was the one that you knew, Austin? Well, I, I, I knew New York City, and then I, I would have teased out Paris and London and Melbourne, Melbourne. would have come to me eventually. So I had enough to buzz in, but you beat me to it. There you go. I, we have I a new it. champion. Congrats, Ben. I kind of want to play the uh, the last question just is for fun. Is that four already? Yeah, that was it. You won. Yeah. You win. You're done. Wow, I thought I was prepared to keep going. I didn't know that was that was game over. Yeah, I I'm a fan of the. Uh, hang the, on to it. Yeah, we'll hang on to it. Yeah. Yeah. How's it feel, Ben? It feels good, honestly. I, I was I, Austin was running the table there, and so I was quite quite worried. Yeah. That I'd get embarrassed like well, all of you did, but we don't we don't know when the next. <laughs> match will be because next Thursday we might have a show we may not we don't know a time for the women's basketball game so we don't know when our next face-off will be and so. who and it will be playing somebody playing Ben we don't know who it will be 
Well, it should go back to you, Josh. I mean. Because you, you and Austin started this off, right, back in, like, October? Yeah. Wasn't it you two? Yep, that's right. I just want so Tim. That's all I want. Just yeah, bring on Tim. It's, it's Josh first. You and Josh first. Yeah, you'll, you'll, through me, you'll, clean, you'll clean me up, and then uh, you can go, go to Tim. That woman's basketball question was hard. That was tough. That was tough. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, the only, I, I thought somebody might get Danielle Page. I thought they might get yeah. that. But yeah. Because Kate Kane was one, I knew that would obviously give an answer out of the out of the gate. Yep. That, I, that's on me. That's I, I wonder if Matt Cotney and or Jeff Creech would have run the table on that question. That would have been even a, maybe a challenge for them. They probably would have. You think so? Yeah, I think yeah. so. We'll okay. bring it up well, next Between the, the two of them, one of them would have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, good work, guys. Well good game, done. Austin. Yep, good work, guys. Good competition. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Congrats. Appreciate it. We'll Very see you nice. in the winner's round next try. I need to step aside get a break in 531-500-4686. That's our Sports Nightly Hotline brought to you by the Woodhouse Auto family, bringing you more choices in brands, locations, and service. Experience the difference. Purchase with confidence. This is Woodhouse. More Sports Nightly straight ahead. Nothing good on TV anymore? Struggling to find something to watch? There's no crying in baseball! Well, we've got you covered. I'm going to make him an offer again with you. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. It's time now for Sports Nightly Flicks Picks. And action! All right, let's see what's on been on everyone's screens. Ben McLaughlin, you can lead us off. Yeah, so our show that we just started getting into, we wrapped up Queen's Gambit, so we're all done. Can't wait uh, for another season of that to come out. But um, our, ne- our next show is one that we've scrolled by 100 times on Netflix, and it's always kind of one like, yeah, yeah, I could, I could maybe see it, but... Uh, we, we've we've dumped, jumped into it. We're about five, three, four, five episodes into it, and it's called Longmire. Here's a sneak peek. Maybe I have stayed on the job too long. Carry me home when the light in my eyes does fade. If you want to leave your job, that's fine. But only if you leave it on your terms. Release my soul. Don't let them win. I'm not letting that happen. If I don't find Henry, he might die. Small town Wyoming sheriff detective kind of does it all uh so you got a little western flavor in there and yeah it's good I, I i like it so far my only critique of the show and again this might change i'm only we're only a few episodes in it's a start start and conclusion by episode so there's not kind of that lingering um cliffhanger type thing that he typically wraps up whatever issue they're dealing with in that same episode so i would like to see the some of the storylines drawn out a little bit to to keep your incentive to you know kind of binge watch but uh so far it can be an episode each episode can kind of stand alone for its own deal cool all right josh well i i haven't watched anything new really other i mean i'm still watching king of queens but um there's a, a series on netflix that came out that uh we watched this past fall uh the first season of the song exploder which is actually an audio podcast 
um, but they, they turned it into a video uh, miniseries as well. And the second season is out now, so uh, we're going to watch that here in a little bit. But uh, basically what it is is they, they take a specific song, and they have a wide variety of artists that they do this with, and they just b basically break it down with the uh, the uh, band or the uh, the singer themselves and cool. some other people. So it's, it's kind of fun because it, it, you know, not... There's basically something for everyone, especially if you listen to the podcast, the audio version. That's been going on for several years now, and there's tons of those. But I think there's four for uh, each season. So four in the first season that we watched, and then there's four that we'll watch in the second season. What a great idea. I wrote a lot of papers in college about songs and their meaning, so that's, that's, I might have to check that out. Yep. Tim, you got something? Yeah, I am watching WandaVision, the new Disney Plus series mm -hmm. uh, of the MCU spinoff. And I do I do enjoy it. It's, it's a little bit uh, different, idiosyncratic, if you will. It's not exactly your standard superhero fare. The premise of the show is you have Wanda Maximoff, played by Elizabeth Olsen, and Vision, played by Paul Bettany, who are living in this kind of idyllic little suburb. And it, this is a kind of a send-up of like the Dick Van Dyke or Mary Tyler Moore shows. And it's shot like... It is a 1960s era sitcom, which makes it kind of interesting. But there's something just not just kind of off. And yep. I'm only a couple episodes in. There's only very short episodes. And so uh, the show still has yet to develop into an overarching story. But thus far, I'm intrigued at the, at the very least. I don't want to give too much away. There's not a whole lot to give away at the current moment. But uh, for, uh, you know, I think it's all safe to say that we're all kind of superheroed out. But even that said... <laughs> I think WandaVision uh, is intriguing, even for those people who don't typically check out superhero comic book fare. I saw episode one, didn't love it, but I, I'm intrigued enough. I can't, I'm going to go see a couple more before I make yeah. total judgments of it. And I'm the guy that loves Space Force. So, All right. Um, <laughs> we saw a movie called Clouds. It was out in theaters in 2020, so it wasn't in there very long because of the, t the pandemic. It's based on a true story about a teenager from the Twin Cities who has terminal cancer, and he's a songwriter. Here's a, here's a preview. Here's the thing. I like you. I know your diagnosis complicates things, but I don't care. Hey, man, you... Do you like me? Yes, I do. Even but... though I don't have cancer? <laughs> Make your move, Romeo. <laughs> Most teenagers feel like they're invincible. Not the Superman kind of invincible. The kind of invincible that tricks you into thinking tomorrow might be a better day to start chasing your dreams. I'm gonna throw up. We've been through this, just breathe. You are my best friend, so you are morally obligated to say nice things to me. Everybody else out there is not my best friend. If everyone else doesn't like it, then they're idiots. And while there's a lot that I don't know at my age, what I do know is this. We all have limited time. So teenager Zach is in high school. He has a terminal illness. He's a songwriter, and his, one of his songs went big. And so it's based on a true story. Uh, side note, you better have a box of Kleenex because oh it is really, really sad. So Olivia, Victoria, I think they would enjoy it. You guys would score some points, but, yeah, have some Kleenex nearby. It's, it's sad. Fair Where enough. is it available? Netflix. It's on, on Netflix. Netflix. Okay. It's called Clouds, and the, the, song, the song Clouds is what he wrote. It was on all the Billboard charts, so mm. it went big. You may have heard it once you get to it. I didn't really know much about it, but once I heard it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. So um, I love true stories yeah, like that. Too. And so he's a teenager. It happened, I think, about 10 years ago, but the movie just came out about six months ago. So it's called Clouds. Heartbreaker, nice. though. Bye, boys. We get a night off tomorrow. Got big plans, Ben? What are you, you going to do with the extra Friday night? 
I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, we'll figure out a way to, to blow through the, the night off. You'll, wa- you'll listen to Husker Maybe watch Volleyball. Clouds. <laughs> yeah. Watch Husker, watch Husker Volleyball. Maybe watch some clouds. We'll see. Yeah. I'm not sure Tim would like it, but I think uh, <laughs> it's Victoria, not from Europe. He won't sorry. like it. It's not. Yeah. If it's if it's not a, you know, foreign obscure film that's subtitled, I ain't watching it. Sounds too Mainstream. sentimental. Mainstream American film, right. not for Tim. Right. So but Olivia, right. Olivia and Victoria would, so get on there, guys. Good show tonight. Thanks. Great to hear from Bill Moose. Always fun to have his hour on with us. Love talking to him. Had fun with the face-off. Congratulations to Ben. He moves on. He now has the championship belt in his uh, in his possession. That'll put a wrap on the show. Thanks to Ben, Josh, Tim, and all of you. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Husker Volleyball. <laughs>